0: Welcome to the Philosophy, Science, and Religion podcast. I'm Chandler Cleds, and I'm here with George Ortega, Mitch J., Jamie Soden, and WSD time. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, yeah. So um, today we're going to be talking about, you know, how do you keep going on doing your activism about something that you care about greatly without getting all frustrated, angry, and depressed and just wanting to give up. <laughs> That's kind of a basic way of saying it because um, a few weeks ago I was experiencing some real burnout at all the suffering in the world. And so George suggested that we talk about you know, how to not let it get to us. So George, um, do you have tips for this? Like how do we – Keep stuff from getting to us and losing our cool.
1: (laughs) I do have tips, but I think it might be best if we let one of us introduce something that upsets us. Jamie, you were talking before about like, you know, the conservatives who who don't understand the need for Social Security, whatever. So let's pick something, you know, about people or about the world that really frustrates us, makes us angry, sad. And then we can um, explore how to not let it get to us
2: yeah yeah uh, how do i start this uh i suppose uh WSD could uh, lead off because he knows he, he has some understanding about this as well it happens more in his country than mine i think so oh,
3: how um how people get screwed out of their social security well they're trying to um cut off social security you know so they can put more money in their pockets basically and
1: all right. So, like, so, or, you know, let's start out. So, like, these conservatives, they, they either don't understand or they don't care. Right. Oh, um, I'm going
3: to say don't care.
1: OK. All right. Now, the first the first thing I think we need to realize is something we all already understand is, like, it's not really about them. I mean, they don't have a free will They, you know, <laughs> they, you know, reality, nature, whatever you want to call it, causality is making them not care, right? So, like, sometimes we have a tendency to direct our anger and frustration at them and just, like, how could they, you know, where, you know, I guess, like, from a naturalistic perspective, maybe how could the universe, you know, have people act like that? But can you see how, like, it makes it a bit better if we're not directing our anger toward them?
3: Uh, Somewhat. Uh, Yeah, but. Like I, get, I said, for me, I have a short fuse. That would be hard. It still be hard for me. That's something that's going to take time with me.
2: I mean, I have um, very limited patience to those sort of people as well, George Ortega. Well, let me give you an example, right, when I see their comments. Like, when I see far-right conservatives say that we should abolish Social Security and minimum wage and stuff like that, regardless of how bad that will turn out for the poor, right, they don't seem to give a damn, right? It really frustrates me to no end. I see, right, But right, I see but examples Jamie, in. I see exo- Listen, I see examples in countries that don't have social security and stuff like that, and there are kids and mentally ill people and stuff like that starving to death, right? Because selfish people don't provide a safety net for these people, and I don't have a lot of tolerance for conservatives right now, man. Because all right, they are I know,
1: but disgusting. Jamie, but like, you know, like what our work for the last several years has been about trying to get people to understand that no one has a free will in an effort to kind of like bring more civility into the world in an effort to like, for us to like be able to accept them for us, for us to be able to accept ourselves more so that um, now, now I think what you're saying is that like, we're still in the early stages of this, where very few people are on our side. Very few people people understand this, so it may take several decades before we understand it, the world understands it enough to be able to like put it into play as much as we want to when we want to. But it, but just you know, I just wanted to like start with the point that you know that's something we can get better at. You know, if we remind ourselves. All right, wait a minute. You know, this person is just so callous, so cruel, so indifferent, you know, but, you know, it's as if they have a disease, you know, it's a, you know, it's a disease that like, you know, is afflicting them, that that's causing them. I get to get what you're saying, George, something.
2: but they come out with these like um, they come out with these absurd statements and claims like they say that the government can't afford uh, to provide for these people or they claim claiming that
1: all right. So, so then, let's get to the next thing. How did Jamie? How does that make you feel when they say stuff like that? It
2: just, it just makes me angry, right? And I know for a fact that there's enough uh, resources to help the poor, right? The needy, the the genuinely, the the genuinely vulnerable people, like kids and that. Uh, there is enough to fund education and healthcare and stuff like that. They can't tell me uh, different, right? Because all right, if but they let's. Can't, if can't I afford- hear
1: you. So in other words, you know there's an answer to it. I hear you. You know there's an answer. They don't understand it. Um, but let's stay with your emotional reaction. You become angry, okay? That's what, you know, in other words, you know, to the extent that, like, you could listen to them, not get it, not understand it, not care, and you are not becoming angry. I think that's that would help you, I think, to maybe be able to dialogue with them better, to be able to, like, ultimately get them to understand,
2: yeah, either, yeah, but but when it's I, more so. When, I see, when more, I see some of their statements, it just comes off as bigoted, man. You know what I mean? No, but I they, know,
1: I know. All right, so, like, so, so, so then the first question. I don't understand the don't understand and, and, suffering
2: that their ideology causes. They want to cut all these vital services that people
1: rely on, right?
2: I don't, understand.
1: But, and, and, Jamie, so I'm going to ask you the, a question, and I'm gonna, I am going I want I want each of us to answer it, you know, to see how we listen, respond to this but question. Uh, tell hey, hey, Jordan, listen.
0: I think we better let Jamie finish his rant. Let hey, Jamie finish, please. All right.
2: Yeah. All right, go ahead. I was about to say, right, they can't tell me that we don't have enough resources or money to fund these services that people need, right, to create public jobs and to create social security for the disabled and elderly, right? When they spend so much money on bombing other countries and killing innocent civilians, I might add, right, why are they spending so much on war but not enough on healthcare? You know what I mean, that, that, that really angers me, man. Yeah, you know I mean, when I see so conservatives try and justify that, and then claim that we don't understand basic economics when we say, "Oh, we should we should be funding these things and not war," you know.
1: All right, so Jamie, and, and I think we're all on your side. I think we all, yeah. you know, understand. yeah, I
2: know, I know you're, I know you're on my side. But it really, fr- I'm just saying how how much it frustrates me when I see libertarians who say that we should just get rid of government. Or, all right,
1: but but Jamie, this this course. podcast. Yeah. This podcast is about like how could how you can perhaps not become as frustrated, both for your benefit and for the benefit of your activist work. So, so the question I want to ask you, and then the rest of you guys can you know give your answers also, is Jamie, is it necessary for you to become angry and frustrated?
2: Well, I don't know what else to do, man. You know what I mean? Because they don't seem to be learning, they don't seem to be progressing, man. How how are we going to tell conservatives, right? that what they're doing to the most vulnerable people is cruel and unfair, right, when it's avoidable, you know, how, how are we going to tell them any different? They don't seem to be taking it
1: in, George. I understand that. So let's say they, they don't get it now. They may not ever get it. But is it necessary, because they don't get it and they may not ever get it, for us to become angry and frustrated?
2: I don't. Well, it's just it's a reaction you get to. When you feel like there's nothing else you can do, George, that's just the bottom line there. And All I think right, how
1: about um, –
2: Chander,
1: Chandler, what's your take? Is it necessary for us to get angry and frustrated?
0: Well, I would say it's not that it's necessary for us to do it. But what I think is that that anger um, is often a motivation for us to want to do something. But in, the, in for example, in this case, when you don't know what it is you can do – then it makes no sense to get angry about it because it won't help you in any way.
1: Okay, good good answer, Mitch.
4: Hello, Mitch? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Um, I agree, that's not very productive. That won't solve the problem, getting angry.
1: Right, but the, the, more directly, because we're gonna get to that, but right now, is it necessary for us to become angry?
4: Necessary?
1: What do you mean? Well, I think anger,
3: if it's focused correctly, maybe.
4: Well, I mean, we live in a world of cause and effect. I mean, we can't control how information affects us. We may become Uh, angered. We may not be.
1: Right. In other words, like in the present moment, we can't, right? But can you see how, like, let's say we started to make an effort to... To just not go there, to not allow ourselves to lose our happiness, to lose our sense of well-being by becoming angry. Do you see that, like, you know, we could, like, listen to them saying what they're saying and completely disagree with them and try to advocate for our cause without the necessity of our, perhaps not right now, but eventually not becoming angry, you know, at the situation, at, at what they say. Are
4: you guys familiar with street epistemology? That uh, YouTube channel?
1: I've
0: heard of it. No idea. Cool.
4: So the idea is um, to talk to people on the street about what they believe in and why they believe it. And try to be really, really calm and rational and approachable and see where that leads. And if you look at the videos there, you'll see a lot of progress there. In, uh when people are engaged, who might have conservative beliefs or religious beliefs, and when they're challenged, but in a comfortable environment, instead of just being attacked or shouted at in an angry fashion, um, progress can be made. So, All right. I think that's kind of relevant to us.
1: Uh... Absolutely, Mitch. All right. So, like you know, let's you know, in principle, I think we're kind of understanding that like we've been conditioned by our past, by our society, by our culture. To become angry and frustrated, you know, because that's what we've been taught. But I think we're understanding that it doesn't have to be that way. Those those people in the videos, Mitch, that you just cited, probably are not, you know, allowing themselves to become angry when they interact with those people. They're remaining calm, you know. They're they're maintaining their and peace that's of the mind. Thing.
3: So, and it, um, something like that, I can see taking um years. Like I said, they might become individuals such as unlike me, which, you like I said. If, like I said, if you um, you say something stupid, say something nonsensical, I would kind of get animated by it. But
1: yeah. All right, so like, but let's,
3: let's. I feel like you need to work on.
1: But WSD, Let let WS2, Let's focus on this relative to the causes we're working toward, because we care about what we're working on. What you know, and we want it to work. We want to be effective. So so the the second question. And it's kind of answered by what Mitch said about these videos um, is like, is it helpful when we become angry and frustrated? And Chandler, I, I, you, you said that it can be helpful, I think, maybe initially, because like this anger kind of moves us to, to want to do something about it. Right. But let, let's let, let's say we've had the emotion of anger. Right. We know we need to do something after we've had that emotion for hopefully a brief time. Is it necessary for us to continue to feel – no, no, is it helpful for us to, like, maintain that angry, frustrated state of mind?
0: Yeah, I really don't think it is.
2: But the thing is, Chandler, we can't help our reactions when we see results that are not in our favor, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I know. And that's an important thing, too, because, I mean, on one hand, we can recognize that 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 emotion may not be helpful, but we can't help that we
1: feel it. Right. So, Mitch, explain why you think the people in the video you were citing were were able to like. Do you think that they were at at one time angry and they overcame that tendency to, to stay angry or do you think that maybe they just weren't angry to begin with?
4: Well, to be clear, there's this guy, uh, I think his name is Anthony Magnabosco, and he approaches people on the street. Like, let's say there's some Jehovah's Witnesses giving pamphlets, and he will try to single out one of them and engage them in a peaceful conversation using certain principles to figure out why they believe in what they believe and whether this is a reliable way of believing in things, you know? So uh, this is one individual that I'm referring to who is making a conscious effort to be fair and approachable in order to, like, create change. And he wants other people to follow in in that line. I think there's even an app, like a street epistemology app, because basically he wants, you know, rational people, philosophers, liberals, atheists, these kinds of people to do exactly what you're suggesting to – prophylactically make steps. they don't get angered. so their message can like go through so they can make positive changes.
1: Right. okay, so it's the idea that like it's not that it's easy. it's not going to be easy for these conservatives, for these Republicans to let go of of ways they've been for decades and that their parents have been for decades, whether it's about the environment or other beliefs. You know it's not going to be easy for them to change. And it's not going to be easy for us to change. Right. But I think, I think we're kind of like understanding that it is possible. And so like, so, you know, so it's not really necessary. We can work to become less angry and less frustrated. Now, the third question, so it's not helpful. I think we understand how, you know, it's generally not helpful. The third question is, is it moral? I mean, is it, is it good that we become angry and frustrated?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, it's only good if it leads us to do something positive. But if, but if we can't do anything, then the emotion itself, I don't know if we can say it's good or bad.
2: Well, war and riots, that's not going to lead to good outcomes because all that's going to do is get innocent people hurt and stuff. And I don't want it to get to that point, Chandler. But the fact is, if the conservatives keep on cutting, you know, things that people need, like the police, roads, firefighters and whatnot, if they keep doing these things then the inevitable result is a violent revolution. are. Sorry. Yeah. But that's that's what history has shown. If people are denied the resources that they need to survive, George, then they will fight back for it.
1: Well, you know, um, Jamie, I agree with you. If, if things got that bad, then I think, like, you know, a violent revolution might be the, the best answer. But I, let's, let's keep it at, at our activism. You know, know. like...
2: I know, but look, look at Greece. I mean, Greece has so many problems because of a recession that happened over there, and a lot of it's being caused by the conservative, you know, government cutting their services, man,
1: yeah? Right, I think I think that what I'm trying to get at here is, like, let's say we're, we're with our friends or our family or our acquaintances, and, like, for whatever reason, it's not up to them, it's not up to us. We're disagreeing. They're disagreeing with us, we're disagreeing with them. You know, can, can we see that it's really not moral for them to start like becoming angry with us and, and, and like or even like for them to become angry or for us to become angry? It seems like that that kind of anger is, is kind of like not not a very moral um, emotion, that we would be more morally we'd be more virtuous by maintaining our peace of mind.
2: I just don't know what to do at this point. You know, what I mean, because the Republican government in uh, USA is not led to good outcomes. The Conservatives in the UK is not le- led to good outcomes. And I just don't know what else to thing do. Thing. They don't take they don't take climate change
1: seriously enough. They don't right, take Jamie, poverty seriously enough.
2: What are, What are we supposed to do, George? I hear
1: you. And so, like, I, let me just ask one last question, and then we'll we'll delve with that because that is, you know, we, we have to explore that in great detail. What can we do? So like the last question is, doesn't it usually um, make matters worse when we become angry and frustrated? You know, don't like when we become angry and frustrated, we're addressing somebody on the Internet, either like through a text or whatever. And then, you know, they become angry. Doesn't that lead to a breakdown in communication and often, you know, doesn't allow them to hear us and us to hear them? I just,
2: uh, I, I don't know what to say. To be honest, I mean, all, all the, all the, as far as politics is concerned, all they are interested in at the moment, the right wing, right, is burdening people with a debt that they, that most of us didn't even create. It was them who, it was them who did it through unnecessary wars and corporate welfare and stuff like that, giving tax breaks to the rich and also giving them money that they didn't
1: earn on their own. Right. So, so Jamie, let's somehow, like, you know, is, does it seem right to you that, you know, let's say you're, you're the more virtuous of, 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 of these people that you're interacting with, you know, and they don't get it. Does it seem right to you that they should be happier than you? That if you're, if you're you know, ex- expressing more compassion, more concern, more responsibility, does it seem... You know, doesn't it seem a bit, like, wrong that they're the happy ones and you're the one who's all frustrated and unhappy?
2: I get, I get that point, George. But I just, like I said, I just don't know what to do and neither does WSD. I mean... Right.
1: We, let's, just, let's explore just, that. We're, Chandler, we're, we're Mitch, what, 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 um, what do you think uh, the answer is here?
0: Well, I'm not entirely sure what the answer is here, but I, I know how Jamie and WSD feel about a lot of these issues.
1: I mean...
2: If we don't sweat a climate change, then there's going to be a very big immigration crisis coming our way, as pointed out by Kyle from Secular Talk, if you heard his videos. like Because certain parts of the world will become
1: uninhabitable, George, as you will know. No, I, I, I'm fully on board. I'm, I'm completely yeah. on your side. I, I hear you. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch yeah. what do you think the answer is?
4: I think... Um Again, we can't control how information affects us. So if we get angry, we get angry. Now, is that ideal? I I think it's not ideal to be overwhelmed by anger and to be so angry that you can't focus on problem solving. I think it's all about problem solving. If there's a problem and it angers you because you care a lot about the problem, um, some of that anger is passion. It's motivation. And other parts of that anger are actually stopping you from solving the problem. It's preventing you from being focused, preventing you from functioning. You know, sometimes it's sort of like a coping mechanism. It's therapeutic. People who feel they can't solve the problem instead resort to just being angry and complaining and yelling. That's not very helpful. So a small portion of that anger, that sort of righteous anger that motivates people, is helpful. But the rest of it has to go. What has to happen is we have to logically, rationally, reasonably, with a clear head, we have to solve these problems that we care about. We can't be lost in these clouds of anger, or nothing will ever get done.
1: All right, so now, like, we... I think as activists we are demanding a lot from the people who don't care. The people who don't care don't understand. We're really demanding a lot. We're we're demanding that they, you know, shift their positions dramatically. As as wrong as we believe they are and as wrong as I believe they they actually are, you know, can you can you understand the the the, the, the scope of the change that we're asking them to make and how hard it's going to be for them to make it. So <clears throat> given that um Perhaps maybe we can see that, like, well, if we're demanding that of them, maybe for the sake of the effectiveness of our work and for the sake of our own well-being, maybe we should be demanding as much of ourselves. You know, if we if we expect them to become more caring, more responsible, less callous, you know, then we can expect ourselves to to rise above the anger and the frustration and the sadness and all. And maintain you know and and go about our activism feeling good about even though we're not going to be feeling good about the state of the world but we're going to be feeling good nonetheless because we understand that that our 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 sadness and our frustration and anger you know isn't necessary or helpful or moral in general
2: well it's it's, as i said before george um, me and wc just don't know what to do at this point you know um I wished I wished I had an answer, but right now me, Channer and WSD.
1: Well, let me ask you a question, Jamie, like, cause like sometimes I believe the way I was conditioned, um, I think maybe the way a lot of us were conditioned by this, this culture is that like, if, if something's wrong and I don't get angry about it, you know, it's as almost like, as if I'm saying that I don't care. You know, I think sometimes we're taught that way. So like, do you feel like that? Do you feel like that like, if you stopped becoming angry that, you know, that would mean that you've stopped caring?
2: No, it wouldn't mean I stopped caring. However, if I, if I stopped getting angry about it, I mean, what would that change? Or, I mean, it would be good for my health, I suppose,
1: but. Somebody else try to answer uh, Jamie's question. If if Jamie, let's say was, or, or was able to succeed over the next weeks or months in like overcoming his anger toward the conservatives, toward these people, what would change in his, his manner of activism? How would his activism change?
3: The hmm. hmm. only thing I think of is he'll be, he'll be less stressed.
4: You'll be more successful um, in solving uh-huh. the problems that you want to solve.
1: Explain that, Mitch.
4: Well, it's the same thing I said before, that, you know, a certain amount of anger can motivate you, but too much of it prevents you from solving the problem. Instead, you just become entrenched in that emotion instead. And that's not the goal. The goal is always to solve the problem, you know. So it's not helping. But if if you didn't have that anger and that anxiety. Right? Or at least to that, to that extent, you would be more focused on trying to solve the problem. I'll give you an example. Okay, recently um, I went to a protest. This an animal cruelty protest.
1: Yeah.
4: I didn't just get angry and go there's nothing we can do. There was a protest. So I went to the protest. And the group I uh, was protesting with, they've been very successful. In America, there's something called the Humane Slaughter Act. And Chickens, infamously, uh, are missing from it. So it's up to the individual corporations to decide whether or not they want to be humane to chickens, like incapacitate them, for example, before they kill them.
2: Yeah.
4: Many corporations just care about the profit, and they haven't made these considerations, which is actually understandable given the fact that they might not really understand veganism or carnism or any of these things, because most people don't so when they understand it's money yeah well they don't get it but when this group brings their attention usually they go oh yeah i get it the least i can do is incapacitate them before i kill them so this group demonstrates and they've been very successful at convincing people to like hey it's bad enough you're killing chickens at least you can try to slaughter them more humanely now if i was just in a cloud of anger i wouldn't be part of the protest. I wouldn't be part of that group that's helping make these kinds of changes. You see? So it's like I have some anger, but it's it's placed in the right direction. It's a righteous sort of
1: anger, you know? Right. So it's the kind of anger that makes you want to do something about it, but but you don't want to kind of like sustain that anger when you're actually talking with people. Day- exactly. To, like if you, if you sustain it day-to-day, what happens
4: yeah, obviously that would not be so For So, for example, during the protests, the management weren't too happy, but they became but they were civil, you know, like they didn't want us in a certain part of the sidewalk. They moved us to another portion and they, you know, several people, the building manager and the store manager both took a look at what was happening, realized we were in a legal right to be there. And when we were done. I said goodbye and they said goodbye. It was very civil. And if I were angry, you know, might have gotten arrested the protests might have backfired. You know. So I was able to be really yeah, but cool. I'm going
3: to ask you something. Yeah. What if the protest still backfired? Oh, so like... What if the protests well, despite you being calm? What if it still backfired?
4: Well, I don't know the future, but I'm saying this is the ideal, right? I mean, who knows what will happen. I like Again, we don't control how information affects us. It's possible... That if all this activism that I'm involved in failed, or if it didn't meet my expectations, that I would become angered. But that's not the point. The point is, what's the goal? What's the ideal? You know, I don't know. Maybe i become angry, but then I I don't think that would be helpful. It wouldn't be beneficial.
1: Right. And, Jamie, that's the point. In other words, like um, part of being an effective activist, in other words, part of the problem is that they don't care. But another part of the problem we have to acknowledge is that we get too angry and frustrated to the point that they can't hear us because of, of, of our anger and frustration.
2: Yeah, I get that point. Um, but the thing is, like I said, emotions is just it's just one of those things that it's a reaction. You know, when, when you're out of ideas, when when you don't know what to do and you don't have any answers anymore and the, and the world isn't going the way you think it should go that's when the frustration comes in like i did try to vote in um you know a more liberal kind of uh government in this election like uh, i voted for Labour, jeremy corbyn and that was my first vote by the way uh, but the thing is i did that because i couldn't just let the conservatives cut our national health service to the point of oblivion you know they not. They obviously don't care about the amount of elderly and sick people who would perish without that healthcare system, and the nurses and the doctors that would lose their jobs in the process. This is going to cause some serious problems, George. I can't just sit here and let that go. You know what I mean? No, I can't I, just sit here and let that vanish.
1: You know? I agree with you. So, so let's move. So, we, we, we I think we kind of like agree on the basic philosophy that you know it, it yeah. would help our cause and help us feel better help us to suffer less t- yeah. to, to overcome this anger and frustration let's work on techniques Jamie um, I'm guessing that a lot of your activism isn't um, in real time that basically somebody writes something and you get it you know in a message board or something and then you're gonna respond to them and somehow and you know at, at some time in some manner right so so let's let's explore Chandler how do you think um, uh, Jamie could work on his overcoming anger and frustration within these, these um, text chats, these text debates that, that happen online you know, where he's engaging uh, the conservatives?
0: Well, for one thing, I've often told Jamie it might be better if he didn't even try to get on Twitter and argue with these people. Because I don't know how much difference it does make. All I know is that it's bad for his health that he gets so frustrated with them.
2: Yeah, and to fact, to think that we share a planet with so many of these people, I mean, it's just... It's disgraceful, like... Right, I know violence ain't gonna solve anything, George, right? And I'm not even, I'm not even asking for a war to happen. But if they don't stop with these ridiculous claims... And this ridiculous mindset, and defending the conservatives in their cuts to vital services, man. Then the inevitable result is a violent revolution. Ah. I don't want. I don't want it to happen. But that's the way it's going to go if it continues. We can't. We can't just continue with this decline, George. It has to be stopped.
1: I hear you. I hear you. But but let's stay. Keep our focus in the present. Um, Mitch, WSD, like somebody, Jamie has just heard from somebody that, well, you know, um, social Darwinism is, is the most natural system. And like, if we cut healthcare, then the fittest will survive. This will, it's going to serve an evolutionary aim and all. And it's, it's, it's a callous, you know, um, compassionless, you know, viewpoint. But so how, how should Jamie respond to, to that kind of like indifference in a way that's going to help him not become angry and frustrated?
4: Will you want to take this or?
1: Hmm. I'm the worst person to try to help somebody calm
3: down. Well, <laughs> I I'm trying to make me a hypocrite.
4: I am like yeah. I I personally, you know, it's a little bit hard for me to give advice too because I'm a different kind of person. You know, basically, there are people that I consider to be. Persons of interest, people who are important or people who I'm interested in speaking with, people who have power or are notable in some kind of way, and other people who don't have much of an impact. For example, when we talk about free will, I'm not very interested in arguing against um, libertarian free will believers because there's such a minority. That's the main reason it's just not I, I
2: just they're not really a priority to me what I,
4: know.
2: I I know but libertarians are the same kind of ignorant people who say we should either shrink government to the point of no, no no no
4: no no not not those
2: libertarians uh, libertarian free will believers people who believe that yeah, uh, but determinism is, do believe is, in free will, dude. they do blame people and stuff I've I'm, seen, I'm, I've seen I,
4: I just want to make it clear though they're, it's the uh, same these are two different ways of using the same word completely distinct right there's the libertarian, the political one, and there's a libertarian in terms of philosophy. Yes. In terms of free will belief, I'm referring to people who believe that determinism, you know, they think that um, people have a free will, right? And, uh, uh hold, on. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm a little bit, uh.
0: Yeah, well, but they believe the set of four determin- to determinism is false because we have free will. And exactly. so, uh, so everything's like uncaused decisions or something silly.
2: <laughs> it makes it I doesn't make any sense. I don't tend to make much of a distinction between the two because a lot of libertarian poli- uh, political types they tend to blame the poor a lot. That's the thing. So I don't really see much of a difference there. Well, there
4: well, uh, well I, 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 again, but but there's not much of a. But I don't want to make it. But you make it again. I don't want to make it seem like there's a similarity. Just a coincidence. Or a little more than a coincidence, but this is not the same thing. So yeah, Chandler, thank you. I I got my presence of mind now, right? So the libertarian free will believer would say, determinism is false, and therefore we have free will. Well, compatibilists would we you go, okay, well, so it's a, it's a type of incompatibilism, but it makes absolutely no sense. Obviously, if determinism is false, that should com- completely erode the notion of personal responsibility. Even for, like... It should be out of the question that you have free will. But anyway, um, I think I got like on a tangent here. What was I trying to say? Yeah,
0: well, Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that I understand where Jamie's coming from because he believes that it's the free will belief that is what is backing up the libertarians the way they blame the poor. And so it goes so well together that it's it's hard to distinguish.
4: Certainly. But yeah, but back to my uh, point about – I just don't want listeners to get confused with the fact that these two words are the same word. This is
1: right, and, just, and Mitch, your main point was that you tend not to engage, like in right exactly in Thank people you. that are maybe are a very small minority, like the libertarians. Right. But, so if I'm
4: yeah. So if I'm uh, in a formal debate and it'll be on YouTube and I know it'll reach people, or if I'm just talking to any kind of audience, maybe at a okay. local secular gathering or something then I will pay very close attention to what the opposition is saying and try to, like, beat their claims and win the day. But if it's just some guy on Twitter or Facebook, I'm just going to block him. I'm not even going to talk to him. You know, this. so in terms of this social Darwinism thing, I think most people are don't share those views, or at least not to that extreme. Well, so I don't even think James, it's worth Jamie's time even talking to this guy. Like, it... it this is why it's hard for me to give advice, because it wouldn't even be upsetting me. I'd just be like, "Oh, this guy's crazy. Block. Goodbye. No
2: interest.
4: <laughs> no interest in talking to him."
2: Yeah, well, um, maybe I thing. should do it myself. Maybe I should just block this guy because he just—he's he's pure delusional. He thinks—he thinks like eliminating government's role in things like the environment, healthcare, poverty, and stuff like that. He thinks if we eliminate government in those sort of areas, then all of a sudden we'll have some sort of free paradise. No, that's not how the real world works. When you do that kind of stuff, right? There's more poverty. We see this in India, Africa, China, Philippines, Korea. You know, lots of slums, poor people starving to death, not getting any health treatment they need, and they can't afford. They, they can't afford it, even if they work. They can't make enough money. A lot of these people. You know what I mean? So it's just ridiculous to assume that capitalism is the end or be all to us to our problems i know george and you are on my side on this hey but I'm uh, saying. be honest
3: oh. me be honest if it's up to me i'll scrap capitalism altogether.
2: yeah and go to a resource-based economy because this capitalism stuff is the reason why we have so much pollution and whatnot it, this i mean wouldn't it be fair to say that unregulated capitalism is the reason why a lot of animal abuse happens
1: george um, oh, absolutely. and and the, yeah. the money in politics, you know that that's the main thing. So, all right, so let's get a bit philosophical here. Um, so it's not that you're just angry at um at this person, yeah, you know, these people who don't get it, who don't care, but, you know, understanding that nobody has a free will. I think you're also, angry and frustrated that the world is the way it is you know regardless of what's responsible for it so so like in buddhism there's this idea that you know what causes us suffering you know whether it's anger sadness fear whatever what what causes us these unpleasant emotions these unpleasant state of mind is that we, um, we want reality to be a certain way. We want the world to be a certain way. And we have, we might have every good reason to want these things, but the world isn't that way, or at least it isn't that way yet. So like, so what Buddhist philosophy suggests is a certain non-detachment to, to work for what we believe is going to help people the most, help, Animals the most help the planet the most, but from a standpoint of just doing it stoically, doing it because it's the right thing to do, and just detaching ourselves from from you know from from being so dissatisfied you know with the way things are that that it upsets us that it keeps us upset you know Jamie could you see yourself kind of like saying well you know like the world is the way it is, but. My remaining upset about it isn't going to help me, you know, and, and I, you know, and so, like, to just, just exactly, it's about help, it's about problem yeah. solving. That's the key. If you
4: really care about the issue,
2: yeah, I do care about the, the
4: goal issue, should always it's be straight. to solve the problem. So, once you're confronted with this truth that George is saying, yeah, that being crippled. By your emotions, by your anger is not going to solve the problem, then what really is your priority? You know, because then now you're becoming the problem, right? So now it's like you're you so people who are directly doing the problem are not solving the problem. And people who are so angry that they're not helping are contributing as well. You know what I mean? We need we need problem solvers. That's what we need. That's it.
2: Yeah, but I just don't want to see decades or centuries even of progress go to waste because people don't do see something. the need. For government. Then like, do, something. The, then there, do there, something. There is a need for there, there is a need for government. It's just that we need to fix the one that we got now. Agreed. Hey, guys. So, you know, I, mean, um, out, so.
1: I, I, I think you know. I think we've gotten this. I think, Jamie. I think the main point is like we're asking a lot. Of the other side. we're asking them to abandon, again, views that they've held and their parents have held and their grandparents have held. You know, we're asking them to change their whole ideology. and as as long as we're asking them, we need to demand something of ourselves also, and and for our own, not just because it's right, but for our own benefit. You know, so like so we can we can you know spend more time while we spend time trying to change their minds because it's the right thing to do. You know, we, we should spend also some time, you know, working, working to change ourselves, to overcome the anger, to learn how to communicate in a way that makes us most effective and makes us least burdened by by the way things are.
0: Yeah, and I think Jamie's upset because he wants to change things for the better, but he doesn't know what to do, doesn't know how you know and so like i can't guarantee that there is a way for him to to change people but that's why my best advice at this time is for him to not be arguing with these idiots online because all that does is damage his health and ruins his happiness so until he can find a way to do it without getting all angry and upset and having a heart attack or something like that it's better to avoid it
2: (laughs) yeah i mean i could show you a screenshot but i don't I don't really need to because you'll be able to see it on there anyway. If I send you a link channel, you'll be able to read their comments anyway. Like this one person literally believes we should just get rid of welfare and let charity solve even just, you know, cases of disability or children or the elderly, you know, you know, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's not good enough because charity has not gotten rid of slums. Charity cannot help. All the poor people in need, there's still loads of slums, despite the fact that we got various charities that are addressing disease, uh, you know, the lack of clean water that you know kids get in foreign countries. It's just so wrong, George. I mean, why can't we just give these people a basic income so they can be housed
1: and fed regularly, right? Jamie, I just sustained recently after our November election, I became. You know, I I pretty much gave up, you know, that half the country, more than half the country, whatever, could vote for Trump, whatever. I just said, like, it's hopeless and all right. And I kind of like was trying to accept this in the Buddhist way. But like over the last several weeks, my I've become much more optimistic because I've been doing some reading. And what I what I would suggest now is like we've dealt with this. How about if we like end this podcast episode and Either that or, or continue with it. But basically, there's information out there. There are things that are happening in the world that lead me to be hugely optimistic. That fine. The the world isn't going to become the way it should be in in five years or ten years. But I believe in twenty, thirty, and forty years. I believe it's it's going to ex- exceed our expectations. Um. Do you guys are, are you guys familiar with the kind of information that I'm referring to?
2: I'm not sure if I followed, but
1: no, I don't follow either.
2: But after, All right. after, After seeing like the recent stuff that Donald Trump has done, I don't really have much optimistic uh, views about the world at the moment, you know. Because but, climate change is one of the things that's going to cause some serious
1: problems, as you already know. Right, Channel, How about let's end this episode and start a new one on like you know what what the next several decades uh, have in store that that. Uh, is cause for optimism, optimism, huh? Okay. So you want to end this one now? Cause it's a, it's a, it's a much different topic than dealing with this. It's, you know, let's, let's turn from like, you know, like dealing with this anger to actually, you know, to, to, to sharing this information. Cause you guys haven't heard a lot of this. And I just began to hear it, you know, of why, you know, things are actually going in, in, in a more positive direction that very, very few people know about yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. I suppose we could do that. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure how do we close this episode exactly.
1: You uh, just just close it and then st- was, it will all stay on the on the line, and you just
0: open the next one. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you've listening to philosophy, science, and religion, and we've been talking about how to engage with people and try to still do our activism and hope to make a better world, but also to avoid getting angry to the point where it's no longer helping us. It's just hurting us. And so we're going to end this one. Um, Thank you for listening and goodbye. Stacy! Yeah. Yeah, Excellent.
3: (laughs) so good.